2: You're
3: digging the Rock and Roll Heaven podcast with L.D., Will the Thrill, and T.J. 2
4: Hey guys, L.D. here. I just want to let you know that we are putting on a language and drug warning on this episode because we do have a couple times where we use some naughty language and there is speaking of the devil's lettuce at all, so if you have little ones in the car maybe wait till they get to school to pop this one in all right catch you next time hey guys welcome to rock and roll heaven the podcast where we talk about the lives careers and deaths of famous musicians i am your host LD, along with me for the ride as always is my big brother tj2 the deuce
1: mm, this is delicious
4: what are you are you eating <laughs> are you
1: something eating a can of beer I'm um, I'm having some um, uh, I'm having some NyQuil chicken.
5: That's what uh, all the kids are having these
1: days. Yeah, hey.
4: it's made the news. It's so popular. Did you so think popular. we would
1: live to see the Food and Drug Administration having to issue a warning telling dumbasses not to cook chicken in NyQuil? <laughs> what <laughs> in was, the hell? I was I hoping we weren't, but uh, here we are. Hey, everybody! Just because it's red doesn't mean it's barbecue sauce. <laughs> also, it's not even like- red. It's like orange and.
4: Yeah. Fluorescent. well okay so are you looking for cherry flavored chicken
1: yeah, they also issued a uh an edict today telling everybody not to pack ibuprofen in their pee holes with candy canes
5: like it had to be like a martin luther style bull on that
4: one the thing is yeah, i like, don't i don't know if you're lying or not and that's sad
1: it's no dumber than Nike well <laughs> <laughs>
4: you're
1: right it's no worse So I'm going to go ahead and apologize for
4: our intro because I did not have my uh, microphone plugged in. (coughs) Huh. My bad. Oopsie. Well, thank God it's slap nuts. And uh, we also have our third host, Mr. Will Thrill. I just, uh, 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 greetings and salutations. Oh, that was like
5: prolonged. And a hush falls over the crowd.
4: What are you drinking? This
5: would be the uh, Kentucky Ale Pumpkin Barrel. Considering pumpkin season started in July this year, but yeah, it's um like I said, it's 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 remarkably there. It's not too pumpkiny. It's not like the Kentucky barrel. That is the most
4: passive aggressive. It's there. It's
5: all I got. It's it's not bad. It's just
4: it's kind of there. I bought that out of love, and you're a jerk. Hey, I, I appreciate the gesture. <sighs> I will buy no more beer for you.
1: Aww. Can you imagine how sleepy you get, how sleepy people would get if they put the Nyquil on turkey.
4: <laughs> turkey
1: Nyquil. Oh my god. I
4: don't think that's actually like true. I think
1: like, I think Nyquil and tryptophan combined. Uh, I mean, that might be that might induce comas or something.
4: Don't give me ideas for Thanksgiving.
1: Ugh. Well, NyQuil
4: maybe maybe this is a an episode for another day. We can put this in the back burner of the most horrific things that people have eaten. That the government has come out and said, please don't do that. Cause I literally <laughs> lost all hope when kids started eating Tide Pods. So like really got, at, at this point, they, nothing they, shocks
1: me. But they eat them because they look like candy. No, they don't. They eat them because they're stupid. No. Mm-hmm. Your child is. I'm sorry. Stone. I'm sorry. If you eat a Tide Pod, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: look, I'm I'm sure that someday one of those kids is gonna turn into a lawyer and I will be very proud of you. But for right now. I'm just gonna shake my head and go until Not then my you're DNA. dumbass. <laughs> um, also, if you want to write in, please make sure that you email and put C C T J2 or Will the Thrill. It's a don't ever say anything to me on email. I feel like somebody's parents out there listening, like, my kid ate a Tide Pod. I'm mad. You're mad at the wrong person, guys. If you are angry at podcast DJs for calling your child out for eating a Tide Pod. You
1: should be mad right. at yourself for sucking as a parent.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of, TJ2, do you want to walk us through what our, our Slap Nuts is and what we're covering this time? Slap Nuts. I know
1: you want it. da 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 So, in honor of uh, Will the Thrill and LD buying a house, we're going to do our top five favorite house or home songs. Will the Thrill selected for us our favorite hidden album tracks. And I picked Show Us Your State, where we will debate whose home state has the most awesome musicians.
4: So, I just want to point out that I picked out something about home and then TJ picked out something about home. And then my my wonderful husband could have done anything, but he chose hidden tracks.
5: You know, there there's a reason. One, your house could have a hidden room, kind of like a hidden track on a CD. And two, it's reminiscent of the 1990s, a simpler I, time.
4: I really hope that you warmed up before stretching.
5: Wasn't it a time of where we all felt a little more at home? No. You put on that CD, it would run to the end and you'd be like, oh, wait, no. No, there's more. Do not leave yet. Do not leave my home yet. There is another track on this CD. It's hidden.
4: <laughs> All right. What do you guys want to start with?
5: We could jump into the uh, the home state, I think that'd be fun.
4: Well, why don't we do the outlier and then go straight into the home stuff? so why don't why don't I throw um uh, what do you call those things audibles and uh, say let's do the hidden tracks first.
5: yes, throwing an audible isn't that when they find something on your taxes and they have a question? And...
4: <laughs> All right. and uh, since it's uh, technically my birthday weekend or my birthday month, I should say, um, how about I go first? Also, I'm probably going to be shamed for my hidden tracks.
5: I don't know about that. You haven't heard mine yet.
4: <laughs> so, for you guys who don't know, who like just strictly lived in the digital age and really haven't like touched on CDs, like the thing is that CDs used to have a finite amount of time that you could put on them and you know typically that was like i think something like maybe 45 minutes to 60 minutes i'm not really certain but if you stuck around there were times where you would actually get to hear what was called a hidden track what they would do is they would put empty tracks all the way up to the hidden track and the hidden track would typically be the last thing on the disc and so people started to drop these in and i'll tell you guys from what I was looking up, Nirvana actually put the hidden song Endless Nameless 10 minutes after the last track listed on their 91 album, Nevermind, ended.
5: You have to like, reach for it.
4: Yeah. So it was like the last 10 minutes. So they were the first ones that really did it. It was the first prominent and, uh, hidden track in the CD era.
1: Yeah. The 10 minutes of silence is better than the song. <laughs> Sorry. I love Nevermind. That's long song. So. <laughs> hidden tracks are, are rarely known for their quality we may find
5: some gems though
4: there's only one on my list where I'm like no I think you know, there's two on my list that are quality I think so Kurt Cobain said that he got the idea from when he would mix tape with his friends and add a secret song after a long silent gap at the end to just scare the shit out of them which seems on brand so interestingly enough on some of the initial pressings of that album the company accidentally omitted the secret track because the person pressing the album thought it wasn't meant to be there. And so in subsequent pressings, it was restored. So that's a a cool little fact about Endless Nameless from Nirvana on Nevermind.
5: And didn't Weird Al follow suit when he released his parody album with that?
4: Yes, I think it was called Bite Me, but I'm not really- Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The next one I'm going to talk about is the Bloodhound Gang. Oh, yes. And- The Bloodhound Gang hold a special place in my heart. They really do because they have a song called 10 Things I Love About New Jersey. And it's the opposite of a secret track. It's got a name, but it's completely silent. It is 10 seconds of silence. It's
5: just rude. (laughs) Rude, I tell you.
4: It's amazing. But language coming up. They have a hidden track on their album, Hooray for Boobies, called Studio Bullshit. And it's literally just bloopers from that album. And it's Pretty awesome. It's awesome. Uh, my next one is Green Day from the album Dookie. And it's all by myself. It's which, all by myself. <laughs> which it was, uh, is Trey Cool uh, that did it. And I think they grew up with American Idiot. Is it the all by myself? Is it that one? No. <laughs>
5: That'd be awesome though.
4: No, it's not. This song is about, well, remember the song Longview? Anybody? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what, yeah. what that song's about, right? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, same thing. All by myself is about the exact same thing.
5: But uh, enjoying your time alone.
4: Enjoy that. All right, and then my final two are the two that I thought are actual like quality. I found this one on my own, just leaving the CD player on one day and like wandering off and doing something, which was Alanis Morissette. It was an acapella hidden track on Jagged Little Pill, which, if you guys weren't around for Jagged Little Pill, it was a phenomenon. It sold 16 million copies. It was insane. This was in a time where CD was the most prolific format, and they could hold, like I said, a long amount of music, like a long time. like It could have a, a decent duration for a CD, and so some artists would use that to hide that hidden track. Now, a lot of people would deem these unworthy for the actual, like quote-unquote, album, and so... After a couple of minutes, you might be listening, eject the disc, whatever, and you'd miss out on this. I'm saying miss out because Alanis Morissette on Jagged Little Pill had put a song called Your House, and it was a cappella, and it was basically, to her, liking Unfinished.
5: You're stretching over two categories there.
4: Am I? Yeah. Oh, yes, got... I am. Yes, yeah. I am. Well done. That is a gorgeous song, and you can actually hear... Alanis Morissette's voice. It's naked, it's stripped down, it's a cappella, it's beautiful. And so honestly, I would have said it was worthy of the album. It was beautiful and it's heartbreaking. So take a listen to that. And my final one is another kind of newsmaker because there are two hidden tracks on Lauren Hill's The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. One of them is a cover of Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Now, the crazy thing about that is that song was actually nominated for a Grammy in 1999 in the category of Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. It's a great song. And and that would be the first time a hidden track had been nominated for a Grammy. So you guys go listen to those. That would be the only time. Hidden tracks are a lot of fun, but I don't think that we have the means to get them now unless they're on disk like there's just well, no way to to do that with like spotify like if you had quiet on spotify freak out and change it
5: yeah i mean the thing is you can find them on these platforms just it's obviously not hidden it's just there as another track so correct it's just the novelty is lost
4: yeah all right so i yield my time who's next
1: tj you want to step up sure so throw in one little extra robert earl King. At the end of his album, Farm Fresh Onions, is a whack, half heavy metal, half bluegrass version of the song Farm Fresh Onions.
4: <laughs> That's amazing. Which
1: which is kind of more what you get with the hidden tracks instead of a super quality new song. It's normally something fun or offbeat. But my number five, I'm going to go with Growth by Van Halen.
5: Oh, I forgot about that one. That's this a good one.
1: This one is tucked at the end of the Women and Children first album. And the song is like 15 seconds long, but it's just, it's a killer riff. The thing is you don't even get all 15 seconds on the vinyl and audio tape versions of women and children. That's right. It cuts off, doesn't it? Yeah. It cuts off. So you didn't actually get to hear all 15 seconds until CDs were invented. (laughs) And the plan was they were going to continue it on their next album. And then they just did, but it's like a standalone little riff and it's it's really cool. The next one I think we may have in common will. Go for it. That would be Kitchenware and Candy Bars, aka the second album of Stone Temple Pilots Purple. It's probably my favorite hidden track of all time ever. And it, it's not even them. No. <laughs> it's a dude named Richard Peterson. It's still brilliant. It's still brilliant. It's still brilliant. It's a big band, like jazz, loungy kind of thing at the end of a grunge album. It is Wyland, though. It's his vocals, right? Uh, no, it's a guy named Richard. Oh, because Richard? Peterson. Okay, that was,
5: that's hilarious.
1: And apparently they did it to make fun of people doing bonus tracks or hidden tracks. They did it as a complete goof.
5: The funny thing is about that one is I can't remember, like, I must have heard Send Me Down the River, the last song on Purple, one time, and then I would always fast forward through it <laughs> to get to the second album. And it's a good song. I mean, that album's very strong, but it's just funny how years later I was like, what does Send Me Down the River sound like? Because I totally forgot. I couldn't
1: tell you. Yeah, Still, exactly. It's a good song. Playing Madden 96 on my Sega <laughs> in college and listening to the album, and it got to the end, and I just kept playing, and all of a sudden I hear do the second album. The second album. <laughs> well, precious melodies like this one. Oh wait, we're not supposed to sing. I'm sorry. Sorry.
0: Ugh.
4: No, I was I was letting you go because I know unless you're stopped, you'll eventually just burn out yourself.
1: Right. My top three are actually all pretty quality songs. Number three, I've got Todd Snyder talking Seattle grunge rock blues. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with that one. It's basically him taking the dump on alternative. <laughs> His fictional band is invited on MTV Unplugged, and they just stand there and don't play anything. <laughs> Which he claims is alternative to alternative I'm wow. not playing at all.
4: <laughs> but for me, all I heard was, you know, oh, he was, he was taking a shit on grunge music and I'm thinking, oh, so it's yeah.
0: just like
4: that. Defecating. Just, It's just the sound of a grown man <laughs> pooping. pooping on a seat.
1: <laughs> that would be an awesome, that would actually be an awesome track. What is this one? It, it's Todd Snyder taking a dump. Oh, Brilliant. It's like him taking a dump on a bowl of Brussels sprouts or something. Awesome. <laughs> the next one, I'm kind of cheating a little. It wasn't listed on the album, so I'm going to go with it. The Clash Train in Vain. Okay, I was going to say it's technically hidden track. I guess so, because it's not in okay, the Okay, so, so yeah. the deal with it was it was added to the album like very last minute, apparently like after the album sleeves had already been printed. <laughs> so it's not actually listed on the London Calling album, but I think that qualifies. Sure. I'll allow it. And number one for me, I think the finest hidden track ever, Cracker's Eurotrash Girl from Kerosene Hat. That is a good one.
5: Yes, that is a strong one.
1: That is absolutely my favorite. That's one of my, and of course, you found that on track number 69. Hey-oh! Nice. (laughs) I love Cracker. Love that song. Love the video. Love everything about it. That's number one for me.
4: Excellent. Okay, so Sweet. that leaves you, Mr. Will the Thrill.
1: Yes. So we'll
4: jump
5: in right here. I do. I will confess that TJ, you you did snag my number one, but with good reason. I mean, the second album is classic. So I'm going to go in a different direction and actually offer a bit of a surprise. Oh, your
1: number no, your number one isn't shitting on Brussels
5: sprouts. Surprisingly, no. It was close though. It oh, was okay. That, uh, it was, was that or the second album, and um, I thought I'd surprise everybody. So. Let's go with my uh, number five. I have to go with the classic from Ben Folds 5 album, Whatever, Whatever, Amen, in 97. The entire hidden track is 17 seconds of a roadie saying, direct quote and language warning, I've got your hidden track right here. Ben Folds is a fucking asshole. That's it. That's the entire hidden track.
4: (laughs) Also, like Ben Folds, I want to have a chai tea with him. I feel like we could be kindred spirits.
5: First of all, how good was that album? Whatever and Ever, Amen. So good. It it lived in my CD player in college. And I'm not kidding. It did not leave, I think, until I graduated. And I described Ben Folds the other night as a musical genius who accidentally released a pop album. That's pretty much how it sounds. But that's a hidden track. Another good one uh, comes to you from our friends The Flaming Lips as we all know them as being a bit avant-garde. And when they released their 1992 album, Hit to Death in the Future Head, it included a 27-minute hidden track called Noise Loop.
4: And this is why we're not allowed to play those songs.
5: (laughs) I think this is the one that shut down that idea. It is 27 minutes of static, the sounds of thunder, and two notes being played over and over again. Just ah, 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 ah. Eh, oh eh. Oh, that's a banger (laughs) they change it one time one time in 27 minutes so that's a little treat from our friends the flaming lips 27 minutes seems like a long time but it is still shorter than one of the longest LPs created in 1964 that one clocked in at 39 minutes it was five faces of Manfred Mann who would go on to form Manfred Mann's Earth
2: Band
4: He's just running back and forth. Oh,
1: and on that note, Tom McGinnis, take it away. I was, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tom McGinnis, and that was your federally mandated Manfred man reference of the podcast. I hope you are
0: satisfied.
5: My next one comes from the 1998 album Mutations by Beck. If anyone has not heard this album, it's very good. It's a little different offering from Odelay. Odelay was a little spicier, I think and Mutations is a bit more mellow, but Diamond Bollocks is the trippy track played at the end there. You let it roll over, you get Diamond Bollocks. Definitely worth a listen there.
4: And just so everybody knows, I'm pretty sure that Beck is not a Scientologist. Correct. That was somehow a rumor. I don't know how it got started. Yeah. Don't even know why. It's weird.
5: But uh, during Vagus, Les Claypool told me to go see Beck. So I did. I thought I'd heard him talk about it. Nope, about being one before. But he's not. Yeah. My next two are actually both untitled. The first one comes from an album I think TJU and I have discussed at length, and that's REM's Green album from 1988. Very good album. If you let it roll over from the last track, you will get an untitled track on which they switch instruments. Guitar player Peter Buck takes up the drums and describes himself as, quote, the worst drummer of all time. And if you listen to the track, I think you'll agree. Sorry, Peter Buck, you're a great guitar player, but drums not your thing the number two pick actually comes to you from the songmeisters of the early 1990s crash test dummies they of course released god shuffled his feet in 1993 which was immensely popular with "Mm, mm, mm." i think that's how you say it but at the end there is a very nice little piano sonata that's done by the lead singer it's just him and a piano there's no lyrics at all i think the whole song is a minute and 12 seconds i played it for ld just the other night and you said it was very
4: pretty. It was, it was really number one. You're like, you'll never guess who this is. And so I tried to Shazam it and Shazam didn't even pick it up. They couldn't find it. They couldn't find it. And there was literally no way I was going to guess it was Crash Test Dummies, but it was absolutely gorgeous.
5: It is It's a very, just stripped down again, little piano piece. It's, it's, it's really nice and definitely available on the streaming offerings. TJ got my number one, which is the second album. So I'm actually going to go in a different direction. And I am going to take us over to those masterminds. They might be giants. They released a little album in 1992 called Apollo 18. And I'm going to say it's a hidden track because you really didn't know what you were getting with fingertips. It was just listed as fingertips. You had no idea that it would be 16 other tracks of individual classics. Like, please
4: pass the milk. Please. Please. Please what's that the milk, blue please. thing doing here? So I didn't actually get to see this concert, but one time they opened up with fingertips, mm-hmm. and let's just say the audience did not what's the word clap or cheer or do anything. And so, literally, John Flansburgh walked up and went, "Well, that's the last time we'll open with fingertips. On to the next one." I don't think they ever did again. I don't believe they did. They they Might Be Giants are such an amazing duo. And the the, the interesting thing about Fingertips is it's literally a patchwork quilt of songs that they discarded. Mm -hmm. And so like the Please, Pass the Milk, Please was going to be a different song for like a kid's album Mm
0: -hmm.
4: about manners. And there are other things like, what's that blue thing doing here? And, And him just going, Fingertips. It's just this weird quilt of discarded pieces of songs, and I love it.
5: The best part was if you had that CD, like I did, in your rotational CD player. Did everyone have one of those, like the five discs that would change?
4: No, we were poor.
5: If you put it on random, and you had like people over or whatever, every once in a while you get one track from Fingertips and just switch to another disc, and people would be very confused. So I could see why opening that would be a bad choice. But I'm gonna put it to, to you guys. Do you count that as a hidden track? Does that, does that count? Well, where did it fall? It's at the end of the disc. I don't even think it's on the disc. So therefore it'd be hidden. But if it is, it's just listed as fingertips as a single track, but it's actually like 18 different tracks.
4: Well, what's interesting is that the album that I got was a double album and fingertips is like track six. Oh, that's weird. I want to say whatever their double album was, I got it and it was like track six.
5: Maybe it's a compilation.
4: Maybe. I don't know. know. It's still a good song. And I feel like our entire audience needs to know about They might be giant fingertips. So even if it's a lie, now you know about fingertips. You're welcome.
5: Yep. There you go. Check it out. Apollo 18, my favorite They Might Be Giants album.
4: And that's my list. All right. So T, why don't you take the helm on Show Us Your State?
1: All right. So what we're going to do now is throw out the top five musicians from our home states. And apparently LD and Will don't know where they live or where they were born we we are called out on technicalities
4: (laughs)
5: technicalities
4: let me just say it worked in my favor and poor will got the short end of the stick oh just you wait wait till you hear my list Oh, Mark McGrath. Okay, bye.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I've lived all but one year of my life in South Carolina and was born here, so that's pretty cut and dry. LD was like, "Um, can I use California?
4: Well, I've been here longer than any other state that I've ever lived in. South Carolina was 18 years. I've been here for 20.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And where were you born?
4: Louisiana, but I was there for like six weeks, if that. Yep, yep.
1: yep. But you were born there, weren't
4: you? That's what the papers say.
1: Mm -hmm. So you get Louisiana. Will the thrill you get.
5: So, yeah, this was a tough one for me because I'm like, oh, New Jersey. It's where I spent my formative years. Piece of cake. I got the boss. I got Whitney. I got the chairman of the board. I even got Bruno. But no, I was born in Norwalk, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut. Oh, you laugh now.
4: <laughs> if wait, the state wh- was a sweater that was cable knit. Wait,
5: Wait until I unleash my mighty list from Connecticut. You will be sorry. <laughs>
4: okay all right <laughs> go ahead
1: there might be states that suck worse than that like delaware maybe but
4: vermont rhode island
1: never Vermont, you got fish at least i mean if um, <laughs> nothing else
4: we're gonna get like angry letters like this band is the best band in the world and they're from rhode island yeah. i don't know them though they're from north dakota and i'm like all right
0: yeah. <laughs> cool
4: and again we always encourage you guys we're going to be posting stuff on social media we encourage you to show us your state man do it do it
1: all right a couple of honorable mentions from the uh, palmetto state um i don't know who young jeezy is but he's from south carolina there you go maybe y'all can help me with that one
4: (laughs) no i know who
1: like no really y'all have any idea who that is
4: no i i know who yeezy is is that the same person because that's kanye west
1: no young jeezy
4: Oh
1: yeah. No, sorry. No. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Okay. We're old. Uh, how about Teddy Pendergrass? There we go. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was from Philly. He was born in King's Tree, South Carolina. No joke. Wow. This is uh, basically to allow you two to laugh at an inside joke from Greenville, South Carolina, Peebo Bryson.
5: <laughs> i love pivo
4: he'd be on my list in a heartbeat uh, if i had a dollar for every time i tell will not to say anything about it's pivo bryson. bryson
1: of course darius rucker and the hootie and the blowfish guys are from south carolina as is edwin mccain but here is my list that's not even the list oh my god i have a tie at number five chubby checker and whispering bill anderson okay fair. fair Interesting. fair okay so chubby checker is you know, sort of a rock pioneer if you actually got those songs the word twist is in like every hitty ever <laughs> <laughs> love you chubby but twist in usa let's twist again teach me to twist the twist the paloma twist the christmas twist these are all real songs he had a formula
4: yeah i mean why abandon what got you the money
1: yeah but they're all like like a, about a dance like seriously the monkey the pony the twist the Hucklebuck, like those are all songs he did so eh, you know he he knew his lane i I would certainly say whisper and bill of course 37 top 10 country hits and wrote a ton of other ones including a lot more recent vintage like whiskey lullaby and stuff like that and he was just a paid endorsee for po folks which is the thing that we need to remember nice okay number four for me papa john phillips okay
4: not the pizza guy
1: Of the mamas and the papas, he was born in Paris Island, South Carolina. His dad was former military, no shock (laughs) given where he was born. I don't think he, I don't know that he stayed here very long, but went on to front the mamas and the papas, and (laughs) may have done some things we in the state of South Carolina frown upon. But whatever.
4: (laughs) Oh, by the way, just so you guys know, so that we're creating interest in our future episodes, and let's just be honest, guys, when I say future episodes, I mean literal twenty twenty four. We'll be doing our series on Mama Cass.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
4: Speaking of the mamas and the papas. A former
1: bandmate of Papa John Phillips. Should be a good one. Number three, I'm going to go with the boys from Spartanburg County, South Carolina, the Marshall Tucker Band.
4: Nice.
5: Are
1: they all from South Carolina? No. Okay. Toy Caldwell is from Spartanburg. Uh, Tommy is. Sorry, was. Doug Gray is from Spartanburg. George McCorkle was from mine and LD's hometown of Chester, South Carolina.
4: Huh. Which means I'll never be the most famous person from my hometown.
1: No, because the dude from Marshall Tucker was in it. I love Marshall Tucker Band. They they blended rock and blues and country just beautifully. They had a flute and somehow made that work in rock songs, which is a thing I think they and Jethro Tull have done. And that's pretty much the end of that list. Can't you see? Oh, can't you see? Oh, can't you see? Oh, God! Well, what? A, that oh, that's one of the done. best heart songs and Ever. I mean. ever. So I love Marshall Tucker Band.
5: That's your dog's namesake too, right?
1: Uh, no. Oh, all right. I tried. (laughs) (laughs) It could have been. I mean, could have been. (laughs) At number one and number two, I think I have an argument for two goats in their respective genres. At number two, from Sherald, South Carolina, the great Dizzy Gillespie. (gasps) Dizzy? Nice. I think I might
4: know what number one is. And can I go precog on number one just using cryptic imagery?
1: It's not hootie. It it should be obvious, but sure, go Mm -hmm. ahead.
4: Riding on busted rims through three counties on fire.
1: Yep. Yes.
4: Let's <laughs> go for it. <laughs>
1: but Dizzy Gillespie too. Would y'all put? Is he not in the goat discussion among the, uh, like jazz? Players? Without question.
4: Yeah. Here's a problem you're going to run into. I'm from Louisiana, so we had a lot of jazz to choose from. But Dizzy is definitely in the pantheon of oh, sure. Yeah, of jazz, definitely. No argument there. Yes. Hey, guys, we need to take a short sponsor break. And we're
1: back. And number one, as LD alluded to, (laughs) the pride of Barnwell, South Carolina. (laughs) Soul brother number one, the godfather of soul, as he was nicknamed after the whole riding through three counties on uh, rims and bald tires thing. Cell brother number one, (laughs) James Brown. James Brown. There he is. Yeah, I don't think that one's arguable.
5: No, that's a that's a mic drop right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're talking soul music, R and B, it's James, and then whoever you want to put after James, he's like the most sampled artist in the history of music. He had uh, was over a hundred singles that charted in the Hot 100. One of the two or three most dynamic live performers ever. Absolutely, ever. No, no question.
4: Although we did have a small run-in with James Brown. Not, not the actual James Brown but like the image of James Brown because i didn't realize that he had opened Woodstock 99
5: yeah which is weird and then they didn't pay him was oh, well. that
4: the story well they they were like no one's getting paid really i mean it's you got to perform first and then we'll pay you and he's like no nah, you pay me first but then he but it, like it, well, it all worked out
5: did it though uh, <laughs> did bro, it hang,
4: hang on what happened at Woodstock 99 was not James Brown's fault
5: it was Limp Bizkit's fault
4: I do suggest you go watch the documentary that's on Netflix now called Woodstock 99 and check out that whole debacle. That was, I didn't realize it was as bad as it actually was. It's
5: three parts of the documentary and each part gets worse. Oh, it was bad. (laughs) Yeah.
4: It was really bad. And each documentary is either covering part of Woodstock 94 or then a day of the thing. So it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So each of them, has the title card Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Ooh, it was just but, bad. But I would
1: just say, James, he was the godfather of soul. He's one of the most dynamic live performers to ever live. As many or more chart singles than like anybody in the history of music. Huge influence, completely <laughs> batshit crazy. <laughs> one of the greatest interviews of all time.
4: I look good, I feel good.
1: <laughs> if you have not seen Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus on James Brown, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> About the first oh time God. he did acid. No, he kind of got dosed. He didn't really intend to take it. But then he, he walked out on stage and told everybody he was going to do a new dance called, like, The Moon. And he just held his hands up in the air and he stood there for, like, 20 minutes. I bet everyone loved it. And if you've never seen him trying to do the Don't Do Drugs PSA, <laughs> the <laughs> outtakes, I, I should be on YouTube somewhere, where they're literally having to feed him the script, like, two words at a time, and he can't even do those.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So that would be my list. Woot.
4: Excelente. Is it me up next? Sure. All right. Well, because if it's not me, then...
5: I have the best
4: list. Go ahead. You know what? Why don't you go ahead, honey?
5: Oh, no. Save the best for last.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, I was born in Slidell, Louisiana. For those who do not know, we are actually in our quest to move across the country as difficult as possible. We are actually driving out there. Pretty soon. And so we're going to actually stop by Slidell and Nolan's because I've never been other than to be born. And I had no say in the matter. Also, you don't get to go to bars and stuff when you're a baby. So I don't know. It, it is New no, Orleans.
1: No, 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 Sorry. You do in New Orleans. You do.
4: Okay. Well, I was unaware. And if I did have any, there are no photos. There was no social media in 79. Fair. So uh, mine is in not any particular order, but. My number one, actually, the reason why I picked him as numerically first was because he and me had the same nickname growing up. Mom used to call me Killer. (laughs) And I share that nickname with someone who I also share the home state with, which is Jerry Lee Lewis. That man, now, was he played by?
1: Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah.
4: Okay, who am I always thinking of that played when?
5: Busey played Buddy Holly.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always get those two mixed up for some reason, but I've never watched either one of those films. But I know they're they're really good because didn't Gary Busey get nominated for an Oscar? I
1: think
4: he won. Did, he won an Oscar for that? I think that? he won, yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: Yes, yes, he did. I think you're right.
4: He was kind of scandalous, and he he's considered... Part of that rock. Speaking of that shit crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, all of us, so Elvis, Roy Orbison, and Johnny Cash. Like he's in that sort
1: of the million dollar quartet. Yeah. Yep.
4: Yeah. So, he was born in Faraday in northwest Louisiana, where this is the story of Louisiana. He lived in poverty for most of his early life, and then he went to college in Texas, and he launched his career there and became a legend. And his career. Spans over 70 years. He's released dozens of albums, won four Grammy Awards, and has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
1: Shot his bass player, married his cousin. There was that.
4: She was like 11?
1: Yeah, she was underage. I think she was 13 or 14. But but I think we overlooked the fact that he shot his bass player. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't think I'm making that up
4: the child bride part was the one that got me i'm sorry yeah <laughs> like, but
1: shooting his musician is pretty shoot, good
4: shooting your bass player is kind of like dick cheney <laughs> getting shooting lessons from dick cheney
1: oh wait hold on i have a fun fact fun fact, fun fact. Fun fact. jerry lee lewis's first cousins with jimmy swagger
4: oh wow huh that is a fun so, fact nice so there
1: you go They so have a yeah. lot in
4: common very nice My next one, I don't think anybody is going to say boo if I say this because he is one of the greatest musicians that has ever existed. It was literally the first album I ever purchased in the renaissance of vinyl when I bought my record player was Louis Armstrong,
5: Satchmo pops, absolutely.
4: Yeah, he was born in the turn of the century in New Orleans, and again had a kind of a rocky start in his teen years. He Started playing the cornet and the trumpet, and he would cultivate his skills on riverboats, honky tonks, and the streets of Storyville. Honky tonks. Yeah. And when his early 20s, he moved to Chicago and kind of helped spread the gospel of the Big Easy. And so that's my second one. My next one's more of a contemporary, and you'll know why I picked two of my people on this list. We have something in common. I have something in common, not only being born in the same state as two of these people, but we have got something else in common. And the next one is Harry Connick Jr. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. He again was born in New Orleans. And in fact, his father was the district attorney of the Orleans Parish and was playing piano as a toddler. You know what I was doing as a toddler, eating chocolate and smearing dirt on my brother's face. That's what we were doing when we were toddlers he composed the soundtrack for harry met sally released other albums like he was in independence day and he was in tv shows like will and grace and the big thing that we have in common is that he was a judge on american idol well oh, that's right he was yeah
1: yes he was he left off the fact that he was on cheers yeah he had an acting career as well oh yeah he was woody's cousin
4: he's in some movies too That's why I said he was in Independence Day, which is my favorite patriotic holiday film. (laughs) So my other choice, which I also have in common, is Randy Jackson, who is another judge on American Idol. That's crazy. He was actually born in Baton Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just outside of Nolens, and graduating from Southern University, became a professional session musician, so he worked on albums for John Bon Jovi, Bob Dylan, George Michael, Imogene Heap, and again, Judge on American Idol, and worked with Journey, if I'm not mistaken. He was our bass player, right? Yup. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then before I get to my number one, I'll give my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I also have Lil Wayne, who I actually know who that is. I have Tim McGraw and Trace Adkins. I didn't know Trace was from New Orleans. Interesting. And yeah. So my final one is Dr. John
5: nice
4: yeah so he would fuse different genres together like blues jazz funk and r&b and he was born malcolm john rebnick i think i'm saying that right r-e-b-e-n-n-a-c-k rebnick rebnick yeah junior in new orleans in 1941 and grew up in the third ward of new orleans if you don't know Dr. John, he's got dozens of albums. He's won six Grammys and was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2011. So going to have to say I have a pretty good list. Now, the other ones that we did miss, Fats Domino is also from Louisiana. Oh, how'd you not list Fats? I, I completely hell. forgot. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of jazz legends. And of course, we're only doing five. So I had to leave a lot of people <laughs> like there are some incredible incredible musicians from Louisiana. So I got very lucky. But then on the flip side of the coin is Will the Thrill. Go ahead, honey. Tell the people people your work.
5: (laughs) Get ready for five and a half thousand square miles of fury coming to you from Connecticut. That's right. I was born in Connecticut, folks. Spent most of my formative years in New Jersey. But yes, I was born in a little town called Norwalk. So let's celebrate a few of the musical acts from my state of birth. There are a few honorable mentions I'd like to throw out there. Liz Fair, Gene Pitney, Mark McGrath,
0: Chris,
4: yeah, yeah,
5: Chris Webley. Go ahead. John Mayer. But we're gonna look at the cream of the crop, folks. The top five. I'm actually gonna start in my city where I was born of Norwalk, and we're going with the band Steelheart. That's right. Come Great. on never let you go oh
1: yes uh, singing freak
5: Uh, steelheart yes malenko mekovic and the band is from norwalk connecticut despite losing their drummer in 2008 steelheart is yes still playing to this day you're welcome number four jeff Picaro, drummer of toto who has done one of your favorite songs of all time LD, which is africa
4: Oh, you said Toto. Toto, yeah. I'm sorry. I was so enthralled in your list that I was checking TikTok. I'm sorry. That's going
1: to happen. Jeff Percaro, <laughs> of course, drummer of Toto. And at one point, the guys from Toto were like the most used, the most in-demand session musicians going.
5: Yeah, Percaro was one of them because, I mean, a session drummer is nothing to sneeze at.
4: <laughs> well, again, we were talking about how they won album of the year and then the following year, Michael Jackson won Album of the Year, and they were the musicians for that album, I do believe. I think you (laughs) can find that as a fun fact on our TikTok. Fun fact.
1: I think you can find it as a fun fact.
5: So, Porcaro, yes, from Hartford, Connecticut, but sadly, Porcaro is podcast-eligible, folks. He passed away in August of 1992. Next on my list, number three, is Vincent Cusano. You know him better as Vinnie Vincent. That's right. Guitar player of KISS. Vinny Hales from Bridgeport, Connecticut, born in 1952. He was one of the original KISS members, but he departed the band in the mid 80s. I think he still is with them like he does gigs with them, but he was one of the members, main members of KISS. My number two pick is actually a duo, The Carpenters, both from New Haven, Connecticut, folks.
4: So Karen and Richard are both yep. from New Haven, Connecticut, but they moved to California when they were super young. Correct. And you can hear all about that on Don't our series. You on. The way that you, call me, baby. you can check out our entire baby, series. Baby, baby,
5: baby, <laughs> DJ, baby, you're the one that said
4: you needed to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
5: yes, LD did an amazing series on Karen Carpenter, who was obviously known for her vocals, but an incredible drummer.
4: he was an amazing drummer.
5: Great. Rainy days and Mondays always. Days get and Mondays
0: always give me down.
5: But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the PS de Resistance. Now entering my list. From New Haven, Connecticut, this artist has sold over seventy-five million albums worldwide. Don't you ask him to change his name? You're the one who sucks. It is from New Haven, Michael Bolton. Yeah.
0: yeah! <laughs> so Michael you got Bolton. like two I, cool.
5: I honor his entire catalog. How can you not? It's Michael Bolton, and hon, you love Go the Distance. Don't tell me you don't.
4: Oh no, I literally have nothing bad to say about Michael Bolton because there's two ways that you can work on your career. If you have become like a joke, Mm
6: -hmm. you can
4: either complain about it or hide away from it, or you can steer into it like Michael Bolton did and be a friggin' legend.
5: And be even more popular
4: now. He did stuff with Lonely Island that we still quote to this day. Literally, hang on, watch this. Michael Bolton See, we still do this. And I'm willing to bet that at least two people that listen to this podcast did the same thing when you said Michael Bolton. Yeah. See, did it again. But yeah, like Michael Bolton is able to laugh at himself and that's what makes him a legend.
5: Yep, he is a legend. You cannot deny the album sales. You cannot deny the popularity. You cannot deny the hair. Michael Bolton, folks, that's my list. Coming to you from Connecticut
4: all right all right all right so for our final
1: top of the world looking creation.
4: creation what i'm literally just here we are doing for our third one we did songs about homes now this could have the word home in it it could be about going home coming home leaving home missing home It could be about a home. It could be about a house. It does not matter. So who wants to go first for this one? Shall I open it up? Go for it. All right.
5: So again, houses, homes, pretty broad category. I'm going to start- I I could sing some more if you'd rather-
4: No, please don't. Uh,
5: (laughs) So I figured in honor of the state that I have known to love and and most associated with, I'm going to do a little uh, triumvirate here to cover the tri-state area new york pennsylvania new jersey so first one is going to be no shock to you from the state of new york i've got billy joel with his classic from 1973's piano man you're my home don't know if you know it but check it out it's a great album piano it's man actually, is
4: one of those yeah. it's a beautiful song it's a beautiful it, yeah. song oh and by the way t this is the category that we are playing a song from correct okay cool go ahead So we
5: got Billy Joel from New York, from Pennsylvania. I'm going over to, again, series we did before on the great Jim Croce. Jim, of course, is known for many songs, but I think New York is not my home is one of the most famous from 1972. So New York's not my home by Jim.
4: And you can check out our entire series on Jim Croce that Will did at some point this year.
5: It was last year. Was it? We did it last year. Yeah, it was last summer. Yeah, at the end of the summer.
4: Good for us.
5: Yep. And then, again, to honor the state that had the greatest impact on me, I have to go with The Boss, born in the USA, 1984, my hometown. It's a good one. So let's move it on down the list here. Again, this is in kind of no particular order. I went with another New Jersey artist, someone that we've talked about in the past, Duncan Sheik. Duncan Sheik, musician, Broadway writer, correct?
4: Yes, he actually did Spring Awakening. He did.
5: I think he's most known for his self-titled album, which came out in 1996. Of course, couldn't use him on my Connecticut list, but he is a proud native of New Jersey from Montclair. He's got a song on that self-titled album called Home. It's a great little sort of acoustic number. Very quiet, very impactful. Wonderful song, if you can hear it. For the top one, I'm going with something we're going to play, because I think it's a song we can all agree on and we can all enjoy. This one comes to us from Ozzy Osbourne. No More Tears, 1991. Yes! Yep. Yes! Lemmy wrote the lyrics i didn't know that did you know Lemmy actually wrote the lyrics for that one no yeah I did, I did not he was a lyricist and the guitar by of course the always amazing zach wilde this is a song that I just it's a perfect way that metal can be beautiful and ozzy hit it right on the head here so let's do a little song fully
4: fully agree
5: from no more tears here's mama i'm coming home such a great song
6: to me.
4: One of the most beautiful songs.
5: Prince of Darkness, too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's my list. I, I did have a scratch list a mile long, so I'd love to see what you guys come up with. But one of them I do want to mention, just because, TJ, I think you'll be a fan of it, and that's Blind Faiths Can't Find My Way Home. I had that on my list. Absolutely. That's a fantastic song. Anyway, nice. I yield my time.
4: All right, Mr. TJ to the deuce. What do you have in store for us? Sir?
1: All right let's see uh have to sub one out because i actually have the blind faith one at like number two number five i'm gonna go with casey musgraves my house good choice nice it's kind of a different song about a house because the house is like an rv or a van or maybe she's got like one of those little bindles full of like doobies and cans of beans and she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna hop a boxcar a tramp steamer yeah live the life of a hobo <laughs>
4: Did you love John Prine? Was that who she? Or
1: Charlie Yes, Prime she's either. Yes, she's no. the one that wrote Burn One with John Prine. Okay, ah. okay. And be, I'm a huge fan of hers. I think she's immensely talented, but uh, that's she's up great. with that one. Yeah. Number four, I went with Alan Jackson's Home. Oh, that's a good, good one. Good one. I forgot nice. about that. That's kind of an emotional one where he's talking about the tiny house his parents grew up in that had formerly been a tool shed, basically. It's a great song. He's a fantastic songwriter. I've, I've just always really liked that song. Yeah, little uh little change up here from the first two number three we're gonna go with luther vandross and house is not a home
4: oh good song that's a painful one though
1: that is the sound that you hear ladies and gentlemen is panties hitting the floor
5: yeah (laughs) yeah it's luther vandross i mean
1: the only one who can talk let's just be honest that's just luther could have sang anything and women would be like oh my god
4: luther that is baby making music.
1: That is absolutely some uh, baby making music, but yeah, a chair is still a chair, even when no one is sitting there. No sitting there. But a chair is not a house, and a house is not a home. That is super. It sounds stupid when I put it <laughs> out of context.
4: Yeah, when you say it, it kind of sounds like, "How much weed did you smoke before you opened up your mouth?"
1: <laughs> in in my defense, Luther could sing the Surgeon General's warning off the back of smokes, and women would have been like, "Oh my God, Luther." Birth low birth weed. <laughs> <An emphysema>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Number two, I'm going to have to sub one out because that's where I had Blind Faith. There's a super group that's not discussed enough in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, Eric Clapton, Stevie Winwood, I think Ginger Baker. Ginger was the drummer, yeah. Yeah. God, what an assemblage of talent that was. I'm going to th- kick in... You know what? Um, it wasn't on my list originally, but y'all went with some sort of more like hometown and stuff. I, I did like songs about literal houses. <laughs> oh, no. I've got,
4: I've got houses. Know. I've got houses.
1: Well, we Will took a little artistic livery struggle, so too. I'll abstract. go with uh, My Hometown mm-hmm. by Charlie Robinson. Good, Good job. Fantastic song. Great Texas singer-songwriter. It was really lame that the little bit of airplay it got. They wouldn't, in, in 1998, wouldn't use the word pot. <laughs> <laughs> like they bleeped out. You know, drove back home at the end of that week and we spent it all on pot. Come on. They change it to shots or something. It was so stupid. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And number one on my list is a universally beloved artist. He is certainly universally loved amongst the three people on this podcast. We have assigned him near demigod status. He is without question, without peer and without flaw in every respect.
2: Take me home by Phil Collins! <laughs> yes!
0: <laughs> Microplane <Make or> <laughs>
4: Nope.
2: Oh my god.
0: Nope.
4: Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. nope, not, oh, I'm not
1: there's a fire that's been I am, burning right
4: outside my that. door. I'm god. not playing that i'm not I, playing it. Oh, i refuse can't I, see
1: but i feel
4: it we've been doing this podcast for three years old. and i am not i've never said no it has come today nope oh it's God. also my birthday month and oh, you will not do that to me on my birthday God. month
1: uh,
4: oh i'm crying okay well,
1: let me let me kick out a couple of, from my little scratch list uh house of the rising Sun.
4: Well, hang, hang on, because I might have some on your scratch list that are on my actual
1: list. Okay. How about one I know you don't have? Okay. How about House of Broken Love by Greg White? You're right. I doubt you oh, have that wow. one. You're oh,
4: wow. You're right. I don't have that one. Okay. I, don't like that one. Okay. I do not.
1: <clears throat> okay. Well, if I can't play <clears throat> Phil, will you play, just play My Hometown by Charlie Robinson then?
4: My Hometown by Charlie Robinson coming up.
6: Time and a half, but LaGrange was too damn hot We drove back home at the end of that week And we spent it all on pot So I'll see you in Houston If I ever get out that way I'll see you in Dallas But I won't have long to stay If you're ever out of west, sir, And you're feeling like slowing down I'll see you around Around my hometown Well, I played ball every single fall I could run just like the wind I went to college like they asked me to But they didn't ask my friends don't think I seen a single classroom, but I drank a lot of beer. My buddies still love to listen to me when I talk about that year. So I'll see you in Houston. If I ever get out that way, I'll see you in Dallas. But I won't have long to stay if you're ever Feeling like slowing down, I'll see you around, round my a little band and we're pretty good i guess but I, I never learned how to wear my hair and i never learned how to dress so i'm leaving for the last time honey i'm never more to roam I'm gonna pack my bags a little heavy this time gonna head my ass back home so i'll see you in that If I ever get out that way, I'll see you in Austin. But I won't have long to stay if you're ever out of West, son. And you're feeling like slowing down. I'll see you around, around mine.
4: This is a really good song.
1: Yeah, it is. Agreed. Love Charlie. He had to retire from the road for uh, medical reasons. He never really disclosed what they were. Missed that dude. We're losing a lot of the really good Texas singer-songwriter types. You know, Charlie had to retire. Robert Earl King just played his last concert about two weeks ago. Mm. Two of my all-time favorites. I anyway, that's a great song. Love that one. Mm.
4: Hang on. Rex, don't eat the cord, please. Look, here's a potato chip clip. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> My cat, he's trying to eat the cord. So am I closing this out? I believe so. Yeah, sure. All right. So I have a fun fact about my first song. Fun fact. Fun fact about my first song. So my first song is actually originally by Michael Buble and it's simply called Home. We actually got to see him in concert. He's a lot of fun in concert, but he is that kind of person where I'm like, I'm glad we got to see him in concert but I'll probably never go see him again. No offense, Michael Buble. I love your TikToks. <laughs> but the, the fun fact is that I was actually in the music video for a band that covered the song, which <laughs> was Westlife. So if you go watch the video for Westlife's home, you will see me and my friend Brad, and Brad's losing his mind, and he throws his tickets at the, uh, but it's like all in an airport.
5: Is that and the Brad?
4: Like, that is the Brad.
1: Got
4: it. The Brad. Because all of my friends have to have clever nicknames like the Brad or.
1: So wait, you were in one of his videos?
4: I I was in West Life's video, not Michael Bublé's video. Okay. So out here, you really don't want to do music videos because they usually shoot at night. It's really far away and they shoot for hours and hours and hours. Like I've never heard anyone be like, oh yeah, I did a shoot for a music video and it lasted for an hour and a half no when we shot this music video we went to LAX in one of the baggage claim areas that was closed and we were there for 16 hours Good. I was so tired by the end of it but then because I knew because Brad had been cast in the music video and then we were talking and they're like oh you guys make a really cute couple so come be his wife and I'm like okay so I did don't get a bump for anything so I think I ended up getting paid $64 plus some overtime. So non union. Non union. So yay. <laughs> but I still love the song that Michael Buble did. And I like Westlife's version too. It's really cute. Well, here's one that I think everybody's going to appreciate. He had a commercial for Geico. I believe. Yes. Was it Geico? I want to say it I was Geico. Say it's Geico yeah. I want to say it was Geico. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But take me home tonight, Eddie Money.
0: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Any Eddie. anytime you can pick something from the eighties, you pick something from the eighties. Pretty much. Another American Idol connection that I wanted to bring to light was an artist I cannot remember. I want to say it was season eight or eleven. I can't remember which one, but this young man won. And every time we do an audition for American Idol, our producer Patrick will start every audition with this song, and that is Philip Phillips' "Home." which is a really good song. And then one that I love the original version, but I have to say, is it Mark Strong?
5: Oh, yeah, from um, Second Kingsman movie.
4: The Second Kingsman, The Curse of the Golden Circle or something like that. Golden Circle, yeah. The Golden Circle, yeah. Mark Strong did a great version of it in that movie, but I guess the award goes to John Denver for Take Me Home, Country Roads. That's classic. That's pretty much my list, except for my final one, which I played for Will last night. He thought it was really pretty, but he said, oh, it sounds like that kind of song that's at the end of a 1990s action film. And he wasn't far off because originally this artist did the end track, which is Leaving on a Jet Plane. It wasn't originally Peter, Paul and Mary, was it? It was originally.
1: Was it John Denver?
4: Was it John Denver originally? (sighs) Leaving on a Jet Plane?
5: I know he did it, but...
1: No, I think it was Peter, Paul, and Mary.
4: Was it? Okay.
1: I think so. Their time frame falls a lot (laughs) earlier than John's that did.
4: Yeah, I feel like you're right, but having two mentions of John Denver on a list, I always feel like it makes that list very respectable because John Denver, man. Also, uh, he worked a lot with Muppets and he fought for keeping away censorship to musicians. So he's a BAMF. And we love ourselves some John Denver. But the song I chose was from a woman we found out that she was married to not panic at the disco. Who is it,
1: honey? Hey, wait. I'm I'm sorry, can I interject something real quick? Yeah. Don't they play Take Me Home Country Roads at like every West Virginia Mountaineers football game? Do they?
4: Oh, you are asking the wrong person for sports ball. I
1: think I'm I think I'm right on that. I think that's one of those traditions.
4: I mean, it doesn't that shock getting drunk me?
1: and setting couches on fire will um, make you upset. And, it and, up and it, for the record, like
5: for the record, it was John Denver. He's a year ahead of Peter Paul and Mary. Oh, oh wow. wow! Okay, nineteen sixty-six. Peter Paul and Mary did it in
4: sixty-seven. Wow. Yep. See, see, kids, our podcast is teaching people lessons. Du, 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 du. Okay, hang on. I'm looking up who she's married to. She's married to somebody.
5: It's not Pete Wentz
4: from Fall Out Boy. No, it's it's oh. Rain. Medea,
5: Oh boy, you lost me there.
4: From Our Lady Peace. Chambalumbo. Oh, the lead singer of Our Lady Peace. Yeah. Yes. Chambalumbo. <laughs> so, so she's actually... Not just surf? No, she's, a, she's an advocate. Marcy's Playground? Okay. We're so close to the NT. You can almost go home. <laughs> <laughs> so she's actually married to the lead singer of Our Lady Peace. And I'm going to butcher her last name, even though I wrote it down phonetically. I'm still going to screw it up. Her name is Chantal Kreviosky. Kreviosky? Zook?
5: Zook.
4: I, think. Prebiosic. Prebiosic. Uh, I owned like three of her albums. She's an incredible vocalist. She does not get enough credit. Although she did do leaving on a jet plane. She's done some songs for how to lose a guy in 10 days. And then she's done, she's been thrown on a couple of other albums, but the song that I chose to end this episode is a song that I hope our new house in Georgia We'll live up to the song that I chose is Feels Like Home to Me. And that's what we're going to end the episode with. Just looking back, guys, what do we think about the song selections for literally any of the choices? Were there any surprises? Were there any things that were fun and interesting? Did we learn something today, kids? Did we?
1: Well, I wanted to get a couple of my little didn't make the house list.
4: Okay, so We didn't really have it. the
1: repeats. I thought we might would. Go for it. Uh, In My House by the Mary Jane Girls. it's a good one.
4: Burning down the house,
1: house of the rising sun, Mm -hmm. by the animals.
4: Our house,
1: and of course, middle
4: of the street,
1: and of course, sweet home Alabama.
4: I mean, obviously,
1: am I the only one who had brick house by the Commodores? Apparently, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, it it got last minute scratch, but man, it was almost on there. I was going to put two story house on there by George and Tammy, but I don't want to wish what happens in that song on y'all's blessed union. So
4: (laughs) we'll just move on. Thank you and fair. So if you guys are wondering, yes, we are moving. And so we just wanted to do a little episode that was like fun and light and, you know, not so down and dreary because we will be moving across the country and we've got a lot to deal with. So I just want to let you guys know that we might not have an episode next week specifically because we are moving. But hopefully We will get our studio set up and ready to go for Lane's Daily episode five, Mm
0: -hmm.
4: I believe, because we are not not near the end yet. So if there isn't, we will try, of course, to get an episode out. But if we don't, please don't hate us. And of course, we'll try to keep you guys updated on social media as quickly as possible. If we do have just way too much to do, or we are in a weird motel somewhere between here and Atlanta, Georgia. I like to use motel, not hotel. (laughs) a holiday (laughs) in speaking of our social stuff you can check out our patreon if you wish to donate some cash you can find that at patreon.com backslash rock and roll heaven our twitter which is a desert wasteland is at rock and roll lt instagram rock and roll heaven lt our facebook is rock and roll heaven pod come check us out over there we're having a lot of fun so not saying our website you can check out our tiktok where i dispense fun facts fun facts and that is at Rock and Roll Heaven Pod. And you can email us at rock and rollheavenlt at gmail.com. And please guys make sure to check out all the other awesome Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com, the home of the best music podcasts.
1: Well, yeah, because we're on it.
4: Hells yeah. I love you guys all. TJ, do you have anything you would like to say to our audience?
0: Take, take me home. <laughs>
4: <coughs> oh no! See, Will Will was coughing, so I'm gonna have to delete that. Oh no! Oh God, that's great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, do you have anything you'd like to say, or would you like for me to mute your microphone now?
1: Take take me home. <laughs>
4: I I hit the mute button. Anyway, all right. Will, since Mister TJ yielded his time, would you like to say anything to the audience?
5: If anything happens, just remember. Will the Thrill bought a house and it killed him. So um, that's it. We got quite a journey ahead of us. It's going to be great. We're going to try to document what we can on social media. Keep you guys in the loop. Thanks for listening. And we will have another episode, if not next week, the following week, getting back to Lane's Daily.
4: Yeah, and I'm super excited because we are staying at a haunted hotel in Nolens. So... Aren't they all haunted there? Probably. That's a messed up town when it comes to ghosts
5: the hampton inn is like
4: (laughs) spooky double tree it's great because if we were staying any later we'd hit my favorite holiday season yep fall all right guys we love you all we can't wait to get back into the studio and continue our series on lanes daily please check us out on social media and check us out Anywhere you find awesome podcasts, we love you all and we will talk to you next time. Wait, what? My brother is texting me. I hate my brother so much. Is it Phil Collins? He's texting me the lyrics to Phil Collins.
5: Oh my God. That's all right. On that note,
4: I love you all. I'm going to go kill my brother. Okay. Bye. See you.
2: Makes me wanna lose myself in your arms There's something in your voice That makes my heart beat fast Hope this feeling lasts If you knew I wanted some